This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Rusty Gray and Toya Christian Fellowship. For more information, visit tcfministries.org. And we just had a tremendous weekend. And we prayed with people. We ministered to people. We talked to people after church that were ministered to. Uh, We had people who came and brought friends and family. And they said they'd never been to any church like this and how much they were ministered to. So I'm very grateful for you. I'm so thankful that you believe in what God's doing here. And uh, I'm I'm button busting proud of of what God did here and what y'all did. Amen? Amen. All right, I got, now I got, to tell you, I got to tell you another story. I got to talk to you about Power Kids. Three weeks ago in Power Kids, uh, we had an entire row of boys, fourth and fifth graders, that sadly we had to take into the big green room after the service and kick them out. I had to kick them out for a week. And one of the hardest things we ever do is ask kids not to come back to Grand Zero and Power Kids. But what happens is you can have a very small group of kids who are there to do nothing but cause trouble, and they impact negatively everything you're doing, particularly in church. And uh, Emmett Benavides, who's a good friend of mine, told me something years ago. He said, you have to pull the weeds so the grass can grow. And it's one of the hardest things I do. So three weeks ago, we had to tell a whole week, a whole uh, row of boys, don't come back for a week. And so we told them and they left. Well, then the next week, uh, one of the little boys and his brother came, came back that next week. And I don't fault him for that because they're kids and they don't always understand. Well, they were using language that I, they, they were saying things that I wouldn't want in my hand, much less in my mouth. And, uh, and so I got a hold of him and I said, you can't be here this week. You were asked last week not to come back and you have to call your mother. Well, he had a little brother with him. So we pulled out the sheet of paper and, and, uh, his mother came and another lady with her and I don't know who she was. Well, they cussed me out. I mean, that woman ripped me apart. She, she said things that I don't, I couldn't dare say them from the platform. And she was saying it loud enough that every kid in the service heard it, that we weren't in church. We were just playing and hanging out. And, and so I, I, I told them that they couldn't come back and explained I wasn't hateful or rude, but they let me have it, man. And so when they left, uh, the, the kids all circled around me and, and they said, Pastor Rusty, did you hear what she said? I said, I sure did hear what she said, and that isn't right. And they said, no, Pastor, it is not right. And I, don't even, I, I can't even abbreviate what she said, okay? Well, here's the thing about Tulia. See, when you cuss Pastor out, then a few days later, you're going to see him in the grocery store. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We live in a small town, right? So I'm at the grocery store, and I'm minding my own business, and these two little boys come up, and they stop, and they go, Mama, there's that man that kicked us out. And I'm standing there holding my cereal, and we're looking eyeball to eyeball. And she kind of ducked her head, and I didn't say anything. And she said, I know who he is. And then I just said, it's so nice to see y'all, and worked my way on down out of the way where I didn't have to see her. Now, listen, I'm I'm, I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. We want everybody to be ministered to. But they, they, that little boy couldn't come back. Well, then this last week, Kurt said it. We were absolutely packed in Power Kids. We had to put another row of chairs out because we got so many kids. And, you know, ministering to kids is like herding cats. Can you imagine this room with 200 cats in it? 
Yeah, it'd be scary, wouldn't it? Right? Well, that's the way it is in kids' ministry. And we're singing and we're hollering and we're having a good time. Well, there's a little boy there and he's pushing the chair in front of the kid in front of him, trying to get him to fall down. And so I got a hold of him and I took him out during the service and I said, you, you need to leave. You can't come back because you're misbehaving. And, and uh, the way we always tell if they can come back or not is he said, what'd I do? Well, you've got to go home. Yeah, you've got to go home. So I, and it, a lot of them walk. And so he, he said he was going to leave and walk. Well, we're doing the service. Well, pretty soon, I, I'm, not, I'm not up yet on the platform, but toward the back where our doors are, there he is standing with one of our leaders. And he had come back to the service and came in and told the leader he didn't want to leave. And I went down there, and the music's blaring. And you think the music's loud here. You come to Power Kids. I'm leaning down where he can talk into my ear. And he says, Pastor Rusty, I'm sorry, and I want to stay. Eureka. Listen to me, folks. That's what we're looking for in kids. If there's one thing you teach your children, it's to have a repentive heart. Listen, if you'll teach your kids to say, I was wrong and I'm sorry. Listen, your children need to see you repent and admit when you make mistakes. One of the hardest things we deal with in Ground Zero Empower Kids, teenagers and kids, is they won't admit when they're wrong. They won't admit when they made a mistake. So instantly when that little boy said, I'm sorry and I want to stay, well, of course, you know what I said? Well, you're welcome to stay. Now, just a couple of weeks ago, we had over 40 boys and girls respond to Jesus Christ as their Savior. And they came up around the altar and they prayed the prayer of salvation. And here's what I want you to understand. We believe in childhood salvations. Now, listen, every child goes to heaven. Okay, if a baby dies or a child dies, they go to heaven, okay? A child does not have to get saved to go to heaven. They're getting saved for later, okay? But we believe in childhood salvations. When a child, third, fourth, fifth grade, invites Christ into their life, that I believe with all my heart that's a genuine conversion. And then they've got to grow in Christ, and we're doing our best to help them grow. But you, I want you to understand something. We touched people last week in Easter. We're touching kids in Power Kids. We're touching kids in Ground Zero. I told you that we don't have a lot of kids get saved in Ground Zero because they're getting saved in Power Kids before they come down here. Well, in just a few weeks, we're going to bring the fifth graders down here here for a ground zero service. At the end of the year, we get all of our fifth graders, we call them team five is what we call them. And they all have t-shirts and they lead worship and they take the offering and they're involved because they're getting older. And so they're coming down in just a couple of weeks to be in a ground zero service. And we want to sow some seed in them to get them ready next year for ground zero. So I'm telling you all that to tell you this, God's doing amazing things. He's doing amazing things. And we're all a part of it. And and I just want you to know how grateful I am and how thankful I am for each one of you. Now, what I want to talk to you about this morning is I've got something on my heart, and I'm just going to tell you about it, and and then we'll go with there. Let me start off with this. There's a ministry in Dallas, Texas you may know of. It's called James Robinson Ministries. And this man's been in the ministry for many, many years. Before I was in the ministry, he was in the ministry. And he has an organization called Life Reach International. And they do ministry all over the world. And this is a good ministry, and he's a good man. They're, not, they're, they're reputable people. Well, within their ministry, they have, a, they have an organization called Water for Life. Okay, and I want to explain to you what that is and just what's on my heart this morning. They go throughout the world, particularly in Africa, Sudan, and in third world countries where people do not have clean water. There's villages where people don't have to have, they don't have clean water. They have to walk miles to get water. And when they get water, it's dirty and they can have disease and people die from it. Well, they go into these villages 
and they take uh, a drilling truck and they drill water wells. And so they go into these villages and for $5,000, they drill a well, they cap it and they put a pump on it and an entire village has clean water. Now, I know you know as well as I do, I'm guilty, okay? I take clean water for granted. Now, I know in West Texas, we've had drought, and we don't take water for granted. And I know if you're involved in agriculture, you don't take water for granted. I know that. But when I turn on my tap to get a drink, we never think that the water's not drinkable, or maybe it's dirty, or there's something wrong with it. You know, if you were out taking a walk and you came and knocked on my front door and you said, hey, pastor, I'm taking a walk and I'm thirsty and can I have a drink? Well, I would invite you in and give you all the water you wanted. If you said, well, hey, I really feel dirty and would you mind if I used your restroom and and if I I even took a a shower or a bath, would you care? Well, I wouldn't care one bit because I wouldn't be worried about the water. But if I had to walk five miles and carry water in a bucket, and then that water was dirty besides, it would be different. Why am I telling you about this? Well, here's what I got on my heart. I want us as a church to raise $5,000, and I want us to drill a well in Africa and us provide clean water for 1,000 people in a village. Now, we're not going to raise all that money today, and that's not what I'm asking you to do. But it's just been on my heart. Think how amazing it can be for us, Tulia Christian Fellowship in Tulia, Texas, raise $5,000 over the next several weeks, next couple of months, and then we take that money and we send it to James Robinson Ministry, then they take it and they use it. Now, here's what they told me. I've talked to them. They said, every penny you raise will go toward a well. They don't use any of the money in administrative costs. This money's not being wasted. Every penny that we give will go to drill a well. And so what we're going to do is, my heart is, is that we raise this money, $5,000. We drill a well for a village. Now, two things are going to happen. They have clean water, plus they also bring the gospel to them. So they get clean water for their village, water for drinking, water for whatever they need it for, plus they get to hear the message of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to read a verse to you this morning. I'm going to read out of Proverbs 11:25. This is one of my favorite, favorite videos. Uh, videos. I'm thinking about a video. We're going to watch it in just a minute. It's one of my favorite verses, and I want, you, I want to read it to you. It says, the generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Now, I always use that verse with my volunteers. Anytime you do anything for the kingdom, when you help a neighbor, when you give in the offering, when you serve, you're watering other people. And that verse says that when you water others, you'll be watered also. All right, Luke 6.38 says it this way, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Well, this is one of my favorite verses. When you water someone else, see, when you volunteer in Ground Zero or Power Kids or you help in the nursery or you're a greeter or whatever it is you do, you give in the offering, see, you're watering somebody else. Last week, we watered over 500 people. We watered them with love. We watered them with good news. We watered them with the Java Cafe and and all that we do. We watered people. Well, the promise then is you and your family will be watered also. Now, here's what the Holy Spirit ministered to me. I believe that's more than just physical water, but it also can be physical water. Think about in West Texas. Okay, we've prayed for several years for rain in West Texas, and we've had rain, thank God. 
everything is kind of bloomed out for spring, and everything looks green and looks good. But we always need rain. Now, here's what the Holy Spirit ministered to me. We're going to sow seed into a group of people that will never meet this out of heaven, and we're going to provide them with clean water. We're going to sow water into a village in Africa, and then I believe God is going to return that water back to us through rain showers, through rain on our ranches and on our crops, through our aquifer being replenished, and us having water and us not being in drought. Now, it's more than water, but it also can be physical water. As we water someone else, we'll be watered also. Now, here's my, here's my heart. Okay, I, we're not going to raise that money today, but here's what I want you to do. I don't want to take this money out of the general fund. I want us to raise it individually. My family and I, we're going to give, and I want you to prayerfully consider helping to do this. Now, you know, I don't want two or three people to raise all that money. You know what I'm saying? You know how, well, you know, somebody will give $1,000 and somebody else will give $1,000. And I'm not against that. Don't get me wrong. But my heart is, is that every one of us have a part. See, this past Easter, every one of you had a part. Okay, how, how do you become a part of this? Well, when you've got some extra cash, you get an envelope and you write water on it and then you bring it to church and you drop it in the offering. If you give a check and you give $10 extra or $20 extra or $50 extra, you write on the bottom of your check water and put beside of it what goes to it. You can get online and get on our general giving and you can designate on there water. So what I want to do is I want us to help a group of people halfway around the world who need clean water that we take for granted every day, and then I can't wait till we get to heaven because we're not going to meet them in this world. We're not going to meet them in this life, but I want to get to the other side and be able to hug somebody, and they say, man, thank you for helping drill a well where we lived. We heard the gospel. We received Jesus because of what you did, and that connection from Tulia, Texas, and Tulia Christian Fellowship halfway around the world. Now, I asked them if they could tell me what village it is, and they said that that's hard to do because they drill different wells in different places. So it's hard to connect the money trail to a specific well. But they assured me this, and I, I, I know their hearts are right, that the money we raise will go to help somebody else and help them have clean water. All right, I want to read you another verse. I want to go to Isaiah 55. Verse 1, I've seen this on TV. I've seen it on TV. Probably many of you have. I've seen it many times. But several weeks ago, the Holy Spirit just really arrested my heart and said, I want you guys to be a part of this. And it is so stirred in my heart, and I wanted to present it to you and give you the opportunity to be a part of it. We're not going to raise the money in a week. However long it takes us to raise the money, that's how... That's. I'll give you updates each week, and I'm going to let you know what we're doing. So let me read to you. This is Isaiah 55, verse 1. It says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Verse 2, listen carefully. Why do you spend money for what not is bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Think about all the things we do looking for satisfaction and don't find it. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Okay, folks, we live in the land of abundance, amen? We live in the land of abundance. And I just think it will be so good for us as a church
I think it'll be so good for our hearts to do something for a group of people that we don't know and that we'll never see. You know, every single week here, we pump money and time and energy into Power Kids and Ground Zero, and we're making a big difference in those ministries. We're touching kids' lives. We're reaching kids for Jesus Christ every single week. But if we can extend our reach into sub-Sahara Africa or into a third world developing nation so they don't have to drink muddy, diseased water anymore and they can have fresh, clean water, plus they get to hear the gospel, how amazing will that be? Let me read you one more verse. I want to read John 4, John 4 verse 10. Now, this is the story where Jesus meets the Samaritan woman at the well. And I'm not going to read you that whole story, but I want to read you one, one, one verse. Verse 10 Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God, he's referring to himself, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, because Jesus had asked her for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Now, here's what I propose that we're going to do. We're going to give them physical water, and we're going to give them living water. And they said that that well will be good for 20 years that that's how they project out those wells. And so a group of people that we'll never run into will have clean water for drinking, for cooking, for life. But then also the people who bring that well will also bring the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. And they can find hope in Christ, but then they can also find hope with physical water. Isn't that good? So I just want to encourage you. I want you to pray. I want you to ask the Lord what he wants you to do. If you can give a little bit each week, do that, designate it. I'll give you updates as we go along on how much we've raised and kind of where we are. We'll continue to pray. And then when we get the check, we get it all together. We're going to get a check. We're going to take a picture and we're going to send this ministry this check and uh, let them know what we want to do. Now, we're going to involve Power Kids in this. I'm going to show this same video in Power Kids Wednesday, and we're going to talk to the kids and let them know uh, we want to do the same thing in Ground Zero and so that our teenagers and our kids can be involved and we can extend our reach uh, beyond Tulia and uh, even, even beyond America in, into another nation. So if you would, I'd like for you to stand with me, and I want to pray this morning. And I want to pray over this project and pray over what God's laid on our hearts to do. Then let me tell you this before I pray. If you would like to give this morning, you can. All you have to do is go by the red desk. There will be somebody there. And you can give a check. Uh, you can give cash. They can help you give online if you'd like to do that. Uh, I'm not going to take an offering this morning for it. But if you want to give, I, I want you to know that you can and you can be a part of it. And so let's pray. Father God, I come to you this morning in the name of Jesus. And Father, I want to thank you that we have an opportunity to impact a people that we don't know, a people halfway around the world. Father, we're so grateful that we live in a land of abundance, that we have plenty of drinkable water. And Lord, to be honest, there's many times we don't even think twice about it. Lord, I never turn on my faucet and hope water comes out. I always expect it to be there. Father, I thank you that we can sow seed. We can give out of our abundance. We can give out of what we have. And, Father God, we can help somebody halfway around the world. Father, I pray for James Robinson Ministry. And I thank you for what they're doing. I thank you for Life Outreach International, that your grace, your life, your blessing is on them. And you lead them and guide them as they go to drill wells, as they go to do what you've called them to do. And that, Father, we can partner with them to make a difference in a village's life, in a thousand people's lives with clean water and with the message of Jesus Christ. 
Father, we're thankful. Lord, we want our lives to count. We want what we do to make a difference. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity. And as we raise the money over the next few weeks, you speak to our hearts. And that, God, you have your way in this project. And Father, I'm thankful for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen.